Is your biological age the same as your chronological age? How you take care of your body and your mind can help you stay young. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Are you that person that worries every time you are asked to go on camera? Do you get asked to do an interview, maybe a Zoom call, and you don't know what to wear or what you'll say? As an Emmy award-winning news anchor, I watched thousands and thousands of people struggle with their on-camera persona and appearance. Because I'm asked so often to give tips on how to be on camera, I created a guide that you can buy for just $24.99. And it has everything you need to know from what to wear, what makeup to use. And this is for men and women. I want you to feel empowered and confident every time you go on camera. Find out more by clicking the link before you go on camera. It's in the show notes and it's on my website, natalietisdall.com. Hi everyone, it's Natalie. If you're like me, you are always looking for ways to be healthier, have more energy, and of course, to feel better. The age you look and you feel, well, it doesn't have to be a number. Today, I am talking to TEDx speaker, lifestyle doctor, longevity coach, author, and podcaster, Dr. Elka Patel. We're going to talk about outsmarting stress, leveraging health and wellness to live longer and to live younger. Get this. Dr. Patel says that her biological age is almost 30 years younger than her chronological age. And she says yours can be too, regardless of what you have done in the past that might not be so great for your body. You know what I'm talking about? Let's learn today. Let's get healthy. Here's my interview with Dr. Elka Patel. Dr. Patel, so good to see you today. I want to talk about slowing down the aging process and how we can do that by taking care of ourselves. Oh, my favorite topic. Yes, let's talk about that for sure. <laughs> okay, so let's just dive right in. What are your tips in, in slowing this down? I mean, we all, we all want that, right? We try to prevent wrinkles. We try to stay healthy, all of those things, but it can be kind of complicated. Well, for sure. I think before we kick off on the actual slowing down process, I think worth just chatting a little bit about this concept of aging and getting older, because we often do sort of avoid talking about this, don't we? Because there seems to be this taboo, as you've just described, around aging. And I think that was probably linked with our association with just words. So I don't know about you, but, you know, previously when I thought about aging, and I say previously, not anymore, but, you know, when you talk about aging, what comes to mind? You're right. You mentioned wrinkles and being fragile and gray hair and your slow body. And so we're sort of wired, aren't we, to really think visually. And so mm. we always think about these images that appear um, in our in our mind. And there's a saying, isn't there, that I might not remember your name, but I will remember your face. So a lot of our ideas and beliefs get created in, in those visuals. And I think what I find is the moment we talk about getting older and aging, we conjure up this very painful vision. And so we don't want to talk about that. And it's also painful as well, isn't it? That sense of nearing the end of our life, really. Um, and I find this particularly with women, I'm sure, you know, you've been asked, how old are you? And there's this whole oh, guess or, oh, I don't want to tell you. And mm. so we tend not to even want to talk about it because there's this sort of 
judgment around it, isn't there? But Sting, I think it was Sting who said uh, something great. He's now 70 uh, years old, the singer uh, Sting. And he said, uh, when you reach a certain age, you do realise that life is finite. And you can either be depressed by that or say that I'm going to appreciate every single minute to its maximum potential. And I think it's really important to just pause on that thought before we sort of dive into how can we slow down aging. Yeah, I think we get that stuck in our head. I want to slow it down. I want to stay young forever. And yet I turned 50 last year and I I realized with that comes so much experience and knowledge and wisdom. And we know that we've always heard that, but to really appreciate that I've earned every gray hair I have. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And one thing that based on that, that I then also always talk about is in terms of getting older and and, and aging. And I, I will share a little bit about the difference between the two as well is I've got this little phrase that says, uh, regain the vitality of your youth, but retain the wisdom of your years. And I appreciate, I love what you just said about that with time comes wisdom. So that's so important to to hold on to. But we also want to feel that energy and that vitality and that sense of value as well, don't we? So, um, So maybe, yeah, maybe if I just touch on the difference between getting older and aging, because there is a, there is a difference here. So getting older is very much attached to the to the tick-tock of the clock. It is inevitable, isn't it? It's the way that life works. There is a beginning, there is an mm-hmm. end. Getting older is, is part of that. But aging is very, very different. Aging is physiological, it's biochemical, Mm -hmm. it's epigenetics, it's your chromosomes shrinking, it's your cells breaking down. So I look at aging as the speed at which you get older. Mm. And really, that gives us a little bit of a differential because we we can't control the tick of that chronological Mm -hmm. calendar or the sun and the moon. But what we really can control is what I described as the talk of the biological clock, the speed at which you age, how well you are, how vibrant you are as you get older. And it's actually gone, gone. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you because you're saying such good things, but I don't want to forget the speed at which you slow down your aging? Is that what we consume and how we exercise and and those things? Or that's, I think, what we really want to get to today is how do we slow that down? Is it possible to? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, it's exactly that. It is your lifestyle that is very, very much at the center of the speed at which you which you age. And we can now measure that. I measure biological age in all of my patients and all of my clients to give us a real sense of number and data that really matters. And then really focus on mapping your lifestyle to what you do to your biological age and then watching that change. Because I think when we talk about, I talk a lot about strategic self-care. So your lifestyle is very much about how you care uh, for yourself, the day-to-day things you do to to style your life. And I've got this um, lovely um, acronym that I use uh, to really focus on those, what I describe as the 10 key elements of your lifestyle. So um, I'll share that with you. Okay. um, Yeah. That would be uh, really useful. So it spells out the word lifestyle first, because as it says on the tin, I think it's incredibly important to to prioritise our lifestyle in terms of slowing down aging, living well, living living long, living long. Uh, So L is for your life's purpose. I is your identity. F is food. E for, you guessed it, exercise. Mm -hmm. S for sleep. 
T is timeout. Y is your connections. L is learning habits and E is emotion. So these are really, really important dimensions of your, of your health, of your lifestyle, which play a very, very critical part in, in the aging process and in, in the disease process um, as well. Um, and this process, what I call the lifestyle first method, gives us lots and lots of ways to do that. So as I've said, what I do with my clients and my patients is I measure your biological age, we map lifestyle changes according to the lifestyle first method to your age, and then we measure because none of us have got time for guesswork, have we? We're living in a very, no. very, very busy yeah. world. So we have to be really strategic and focused on what changes we do actually make. Okay. So explain that to me. How do you measure one's biological age? And then what I know in, in reading some of your background, you say that your biological age is very different from what, what age would you call it from here? And what is the difference there? Yes. So biological age and chronological and chronological age. Chronological. What is the difference in yours? And then tell me how you measure that. Ah, yes. Well, this is a number that I love to share. So um, my biological age is 20, which is almost 30 years younger than my chronological age. And really, that's very been related very much to my focus on my lifestyle. So your biological age is very much your cellular mm -hmm. level age. And if we look at processes that occur in our body, one of the key things that regulates what happens to our cells, uh, to our immune system is inflammation. It's mm -hmm. a very, very core process. And as we get older, inflammation tends to build up in our bodies. So most of us are, have got a lot of chronic inflammation within us. And that sets off a whole cascade of processes that then affect um, the aging process. So what the biological age test that I focus on measures is, is really the age of your immune system, the age of your sort of stress responses, um, because stress is something that is something that we all live with, whether it's the stress of where are my keys on a Monday morning mm. to, to the stress of, of losing a loved one. Stress, stress really plays a very central role in aging and also so many illnesses um, as well. Yes, we yes. know that it adds years uh, to, our, to our biological age um, as well. And in fact, there's a study that showed that you accelerate aging by 10 years if you're living with stress. So mm. I believe that so that. much. So I, I want to hear more about how you test for that. Is it a, is it a written test? Is it physiological? How do you test for some, someone's biological age? You, it's a blood test. So it's uh, the test that I advocate is a very simple finger prick blood test. Mm. So it will arrive through your doorstep um, in most places around the world. I can uh, I can get that to you. It arrives in your in your doorstep. You take a simple finger prick uh, test yourself, and then pop it back into the post, and it goes to um, a fabulous lab where the analysis takes place at a very cool uh, genetic level, looking at your proteins and what we call your glycans. These are little sugar molecules that attach mm. to your proteins and all the data around this shows a very, very clear coherence to aging by ma matching and mapping uh, these protein levels and these sugar levels um, in, your, in your body. 
how quickly can you turn around your biological age? And let me give you an example. So mm-hmm. I spent 20 years doing work that required me to get up at two 30 in the morning. And I know my sleep was not good. My stress level was higher because of that. I had children during that time. So I spent many years, um, biologically and at a cellular level level, not taking care of my body. Now in the last year, I'm sleeping better than ever taking care of myself differently. But again, I spent 20 years doing that. And for a lot of people, they're thinking, okay, I'm now 50, I'm 45. I've reached, I want to change things. Can you turn it around quickly? Oh gosh, absolutely. The, the difference is, um, is, is incredible. So for example, sleep, as you say, it plays such a key part in mm. how we process our emotions and how we renew our gut health and how we actually uh, repair our DNA. And if you measured your biological age at point A, when you were undergoing sleep deprivation and had high stress levels, really changed that. And I mean, changing with consistency, not, you know, one good night's sleep, but really building Mm -hmm. those habits. Uh, Within three months, you would see a change in your biological age. So certainly not recommend testing sooner than that, but you can really map and measure, map and measure, map and measure every three to four months to really get a good sense of, is what I'm changing effective? And that's the key, isn't it? And there's so much health and wellness information out there at the moment. I mean, we're very lucky we're living in a time Mm -hmm. where our access to information is incredible. But again, another survey showed that six out of 10 people now are feeling so overwhelmed with the information that you end up just mm. taking things off the shelf and trying this and trying that without right. the strategy behind knowing what about me, you know, the individual here, is this making a difference to me? So three months is my answer to your question. You can turn things around in three months. Since starting my own business, I have discovered something I never knew I would enjoy so much. What is it? making my own graphics. Maybe you've seen my YouTube cover templates, Instagram quotes, and carousels, also Facebook infographics. Can I tell you how much fun I'm having and how easy it is to make these on Canva. I even do it on my phone. It's that easy. If you're looking for a simple way to make graphics for social media, maybe school, I'm a teacher as well. So I use it for that. Or even for work, you're going to love Canva. There is a free version of the program, but the pro version so worth it. It's $119 and you can also pay monthly. I share my designs with my team at school and at home where we collaborate on designs and I'm going to give you 45 days free of Canva Pro if you go to my website, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Just click on Canva once you get there. I may get a small commission if you purchase through this link, but that's just to keep my website and my podcast going. So thank you. Once again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites and click on Canva. Okay. Let's be a little bit more specific. I'm fascinated by this because I think you're right. We have such an abundance of information that we kind of just reach for whatever's there and there's not a full plan. So in, in, I know in what you do, you spend time with people mapping out what their lifestyle should look like to, uh, to help themselves. What are some of those other elements? We talked about sleep, reducing stress. Give me some more of them. So let's look at E for emotions. So in the lifestyle first method, I've got E for emotions. Mm -hmm. So there's been some research done. It was done at Yale University, which found that if you're optimistic, 
and you feel good about yourself as mm. you get older, you add seven and a half years to your life. Wow. So I work with my clients to help create that feel good. How can you be that glass half full person? Because it's actually helping you to live mm -hmm. longer. And, you know, we've all got so many gifts and talents and skills to share with the world. It's just so important to, to be here for long enough to, to do that. Um, and so one way to really focus in on that is through affirmations and declaration so actually how do you go from not being that optimist to actually looking at life with a different lens and uh, some of the work that I teach is around looking in that mirror and really reclaiming yourself with those positive affirmations of I am healthy and I am happy and I am loving my energy and we know about neuroplasticity it rewires your brain and I'm not talking about just saying these things for the sake of it but really sort of declaring them so that then you take the actions that follow you know if you do declare I am healthy and you've got that level of optimism that says yeah you know what I'm now going to take the actions of a healthy person well of course you're going to lengthen your life because you've got a different layer of of emotion um, attached to what you do as well yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's one way let me give you another uh, another example um if we look at l-i-f-e-s-t-y-a-y why for your connections um there's lots and mm. lots of research about how social connectedness really makes a difference to us so this uh study by the american physiological association showed that social connectedness reduces stress and therefore increases your longevity so you know, if we all just paused and thought about this, is there is there a relationship that you want to work on? Is there a different way mm -hmm. of connecting with someone that matters to you? Is there someone you haven't even connected with in ages? Well, just send that text. You know, often we want connections and we don't take that just that next step to, mm -hmm. to make a difference. So again, um, I talk about and work with, with people to really take that next step that's going to make that difference. And, you know, it's the ripple effect, isn't it? You do some one thing in your life that feels good, that creates that positive feedback for you and you move on to doing a little bit more. And we saw so much uh, during shutdowns and, and the pandemic of isolation where, and I think some of that is carried over to people now who are, they, they feel like I'd rather just stay home and watch TV than go make those connections or be with people. And uh, there's so much to those connections and that, that social life that adds to our, to our happiness. Yeah. I think Natalie, you have to remember why you're doing this. Because um, again, as I said, there's so much that we can do, but why are you reaching out? Why are you focusing mm -hmm. on staying connected, feeling that? And even if you put even something like aging or longevity or a reason that you want to, to be here and do good and feel good mm -hmm. at the core of it, then you're much more likely to take that next step, to do that next thing mm -hmm. than you are just because you've heard it on this podcast or someone told you or you know it sounds like the right thing to do so I really would encourage people to really think about you know purpose and and reason um and so the, one of the other key things I talk about is life's purpose um and again we know from a lot of research that if you have purpose in your life you live longer yes so mm -hmm. let's start there you know why are you getting out of bed every morning and ask yourself some of those difficult questions as well yeah. What about, uh, because I know this has to be a, a piece of it, what we consume 
And I mean that coming from what we consume in our minds and what we put into our bodies and the amount of water, the type of nutrition. I'm so interested in that because I, I feel like it's so easy to just grab convenience and especially in America. Um, we have so much convenience, but how much of a difference does it really make? Are you genetically born to live longer? Can we really impact that by what we consume both mentally and physically? So that's a, that's a fabulous question because again, we do, we often believe that we that genetics, my genetics are fixed and, and that's mm -hmm. that. And mm -hmm. certainly with aging and longevity, genetics do play a, a part, um, somewhere between 30 to 50%. But what does that mean? That means you've got a whole 50% that is absolutely within your grasp, within your hands to, to change and shape. So I don't think any of us should be resigned to genetics being our destiny mm -hmm. at all. Um, and so I think that's, uh, that's really the key, isn't it, is to, to take hold of, as you say, what are you consuming? And food is something that we love to talk about, don't we? Um, and there's so many diet debates um, out there, and these diet wars will continue to rage. And I think the, the reason is, is because we, we really got to now move into the age of personalized medicine, personalized care, mm -hmm. For every single person listening today, you know, really would advocate knowing your own personal data. This is such a fascinating time mm. that we live in where our access to our own personal data, even yeah. at that core cellular level, is so important. You can have tests now. Uh, I do tests now that tell you, yes, genetically, how you're going to metabolize X, Y, or Z, or what is missing in terms of uh, nutritional elements that play a key part in some of your energy cycles. And if you don't measure that, then you're going to do what your friend said mm -hmm. or cut out this from your diet. So there isn't a one thing that says never eat glucose and don't touch dairy and carbs are bad for you and let's all eat protein. Absolutely not. And I think if you listen to anybody who tells you that this is the way and the only way is I would certainly, certainly question that. You need to know your own data. And even when it comes to things like the supplement industry um, as well is to you know not just take the next trend or the next fad is really to get some measurements done because we can we can access all of that now i think that is so valuable and so true because we are all so different and so i've always said that the, the way to lose weight if that's your goal is whatever works for you like i i've had a really hard time my whole life cutting out any type of carb. It just doesn't work for me. I've done a little bit more of it because now I realize when I cut out a little bit, I have more energy cutting it out completely depletes me. So everyone is so different. It's what works for you. Yeah. 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 And I always talk about the, the three F's of food. So food for fuel, food for function and food for fun. Mm -hmm. And we must remember all of that, mustn't we? Sometimes we can get so zoned in into what's in this, you know, piece of broccoli that I'm having, or what does this mm -hmm. uh, lentil have in it? And and we get we over focus on that and and take ourselves away from the pleasure of eating and you know the pleasure of connecting when we eat or the aroma of eating or just slowing mm -hmm. down eating and tuning into our signals. Our, our body's telling us when we're full when we're hungry. Mm. Uh, so really important to just, again, slow down and 
take pay attention. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So anything else you, you want to add to kind of this prescription of lifestyle? I, I love that idea of how you approach this, that doesn't have to be medicine, but your lifestyle is the prescription. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you brought that up because that's exactly what I do. I like, I write lifestyle first prescriptions for, for all of my, my patients. So it's, I've stopped the prescribing of the pills and there's certainly a place for medication. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there isn't. So it's really important to remember that. But the first thing is let's write you a prescription for your lifestyle. In fact, write it for yourself. Um, so yeah, another thing perhaps is talking about exercise mm-hmm. uh, because uh, that again is something that, that we know is a stress buster, like no, other so really just walk or get on that bike or dance Mm. or do whatever you need we're designed to move aren't we but the one thing I always hear and maybe you've said this yourself and I've said said this to myself is is time you know it seems to get in the way doesn't I don't have time Um, and so um, I'm a real fan of what I call my one minute move so just 60 second bursts of activity that keep you agile and you mentioned Mm in your mind and in your physicality. And that's what movement does. It keeps you agile mentally and physically as well. Yes, absolutely. Making it part of your full day instead of I have to block out an hour and I can't block out that hour. I, I mean, my husband and I joke, say, I'll go get that or I'll go do the laundry because it requires me to go up and down the stairs more and kind of looking forward to that instead of thinking, oh, I have to go to the basement or whatever, but oh, good. I get an opportunity to have a burst of energy. That's good. Yeah, no, and, and we could all do that. We've got things that are in our, at our fingertips. I mean, I'm standing up whilst we're recording this, this podcast. And of course we can all do that. We can work mm. while we stand. And when you're standing, you're going to be moving more. You're going to be mm. uh, more agile. I, I, right now I'm balancing on one leg and no one can even tell, you know, so there are things that you mm. can And I love that. I love that idea of I want to move more. I'm going to go downstairs and take the laundry down. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's that, as you were saying, that mindset shift of, oh, it's an opportunity for me instead of something I have to do or for me parking farther away from the store because I want that brisk walk. That feels good. I'm not going to fight for that front space. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So people who are listening, thinking, oh, I want more of this lifestyle prescription. How can they, if I follow you on Instagram and love your website, where can people learn more, get more from you? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So both of those places, my website is www.dralkapatel.com. So you're very welcome to to go over there. You'll see a little pop-up actually, um, where I offer a free test, which is called an LQ test, your lifestyle quotient. So it's like your IQ and your EQ, but this tells you how much intelligence you have how much attention you're paying Mm. your lifestyle and there's lots of free resources attached to that as well so that's certainly a a starting point that I would recommend for everybody who's thinking yeah I want to change something but where do I start so uh, you're very welcome to do that and yes I'm on all the social media channels at Dr. Ark Patel UK um, as well and uh, I'm a fellow podcaster like you as well so I've got lots and lots of lifestyle tips on my podcast which is called the lifestyle first podcast as well so listeners are very welcome to tune in and tap in and connect with me there of that the lifestyle LQ lifestyle quotient is that what it is Yeah, what a smart, smart thing we, I mean, it's such a big part of who we are. So congratulations to you for creating that and, and all that you're doing. Thank you for taking the time and giving us advice today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to connecting again soon. Oh, thank you so much.
Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.